finish line. Welcome into the finish line. I'm Mike Belby. That is Rebecca Pearson. Harrison Arns behind the board tonight. How was you guys this weekend? Awesome. Except I could have liked a little more sunshine, please. But that would have been nice. Yeah, that that hey, would have been warm. nice. Um, <laughs> lots of stuff going on in the racing world. Uh, NASCAR finished up today. Kyle Larson got his first ever win at Darlington. Uh, William Byron wins the uh, the Cup Series today. Uh, no fights in NASCAR this week, though. Uh, Ross Chastain uh, threw a punch last week. He's one of the most disliked guys uh, out uh, running with NASCAR. And uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it always adds a little bit of spice when you get you got to have one every season, yes. Yeah. It just isn't right. It's not NASCAR without that. You know what I mean? Well, I thought the rule was you had to have at least one a season that involved a bush. <laughs> one of these days, they need to have more kids so that they can keep that line yeah, going. Yeah, well, you know? now Kyle's son is a pretty salty little mini sprint driver. Mm-hmm. I, I think you may see him, may see him later on in ranks. life. Yeah, yep. he's, he's one. And Kyle Larson's uh, son as well is, is doing some some damage so awesome we keep those uh, interesting rivalries going we we got a, a cool show today uh we're gonna run through the victory lane here in a minute and get, let you know who all the winners were from some local races national races uh but we're also going to talk sports car club of america we mentioned that we want to cover all kinds of motorsports and one of the coolest things that happens in lincoln nebraska that i know enough people don't know about right is the scca and what they do out at lincoln air park steve is going to join us do you know how to pronounce his last well, name? Well, I think it's Ducharme, probably, but we'll clarify with him okay. when he gets here. But uh, Steve's going to join us. He's going to tell us a little bit about everything with the SCCA. Uh, we got a, a bunch of great questions I know that we'll, we'll ask him, and uh, 10 more will probably pop up uh, off of his answers. So uh, looking forward to it. Going to be a fantastic show. And also, I want to talk a little bit about some stuff that's going on in dirt track racing along the lines of signal sticks. Because in the late model race, the Lucas Oil dirt late models on Wednesday night or whatever earlier this week, um, signal sticks kind of ruined what what is going to be a good race. Kyle Larson went off about it, and I found it interesting that Kyle Larson's complaining that guys are getting signal sticks when he's openly admitted that he won both of his chili bowls using a spotter that had that had the signal sticks and oh by the way he races in nascar where they have a spotter (laughs) well you know if it works for you you like it and if it doesn't work for you you don't like it well he wasn't on the track in this one it was one where he was just simply watching and he's like oh brandon shepherd's coming here he oh no No. not fair so we'll talk about that as well but right now i want to jump into victory lane and we'll get you caught up on all the winners from this week in uh, just a whole bunch of different forms of racing nascar truck race on friday at darlington christian eckes takes home the win it ended under caution in the xfinity series yesterday at darlington kyle larson wins first ever win for him he passes john hunter nemechek on the last lap Hunter Nemechek winds up spinning out, finishes fifth ultimately, just as they were coming out of turn four, going down the straightaway for the checker. And they interviewed, uh, speaking of fights, they interview Hunter Nemechek afterwards, John Hunter Nemechek, and he goes, that was just great racing. That's hard racing. That's the way you're supposed to race. You know, and because it, it was. it was yeah. There was some bumping and, and whatever, but it, it ended it with racing. one guy in victory lane and the other guy not. not. <laughs> but he, was, he wasn't mad about it because he's like, hey, that's just it's this just was racing. one of those. So yeah. William that's Byron great. picks up the win uh, in cup today. High Limit Series is back in action uh, this Tuesday night at Wayne County Speedway in Wayne City, Illinois. It is Sheldon Hodgeshields High Limit Buckeye Brawl, $32,000 to the winner of that one. Uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions, they were in Jacksonville Speedway in Jacksonville, Illinois on Friday. Hunter Schoenberg picked up the win in Wilmot at Wilmot Raceway up in Wisconsin 
on Saturday. Tyler Courtney won by over six seconds. World of Outlaw Sprints, Wednesday at Lincoln Speedway against the Posse. The Posse comes home with a win. Anthony Macri sails it around the top of three and four, passes Brent Marks on the final corner of the last lap. Macri takes home the win, and Marks ran second. I believe Brad Sweet came in third, so he was the best World of Outlaw finisher. Sweet, though, returns the favor for the Outlaw guys. He wins on Saturday at Williams Grove. Last night was rained out. Sweet extended his point lead to 36 over David Gravel, 46 over Carson Macedo. As I mentioned, Lucas Oil Late Models, the race that they were talking about, uh, winds up with Hudson O'Neill picking up the victory, and Brandon Shepard just couldn't quite get there in time. And then last night at Fairbury Speedway, Bobby Pierce takes home the win. Knoxville was rained out. USAC is dark. However, they did race here locally down in Beatrice on Friday night. The Modifieds, Anthony Ross comes from sixth to pick up the win in the Sport Mods. Rick Rohr comes from ninth. Jordan Grabowski from ninth in the stock car class down in Beatrice. Hobby Stocks saw Taylor Huss win from ninth. And then Zach Blurton won the 305 sprints. They ran the Race Saver sprints down at Beatrice on Friday. Joey Danley uh, had issues in his heat race. He comes from 19th and runs fourth. So a big night for Joey Danley down in Beatrice. And then last night at Eagle, Adam Gullion wins the sprint feature in the modifieds. It was Bob Zoback. Matt Andrews wins the sport mods. Stock car was won by Kyle Vanover. And Adam Wasserman winds up with the hobby stock A feature victory last night. And then real quick, quickly, Malvern Banks 360 Sprint Car Series last night was at Off-Road Speedway up in Norfolk. And Tim Estenson takes home the win. They'll next be in action on the 28th of this month at Shelby County Speedway in Harlan, Iowa. That'll wrap up Victory Lane. Nice job. Any uh, any particular... Now, you've, you finally got to a dirt track at, out at Eagle. I did. One of the few that you've ever been to. And the one thing that you were talking about that I found very interesting, especially when we were watching the heat races, you were trying to really pay attention to the lines that the guys ran. Absolutely. And... I, and I told you that the cushion would wind up up by the wall, and by a feature of the sprint cars, it did. Yeah. They, they're running a couple of feet off the wall. It is so interesting to me where the the tires on pavement tracks will, will flake off, and you'll get the little the marbles. Yep, the marbles. And mm-hmm. the marbles are not a good thing. No. But the interesting <laughs> thing is on a dirt track, the marbles kind of will sail off up into the cushion, which is where you never want to be if you're, you know, above that that little right. ridge on the cushion. Then you're in the marbles. But, boy, you could have a top, a middle, and a lower line on dirt track. And that's one that I think may have been a little bit different from what you normally see, especially from pavement. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's For me, you're always looking for the fastest way around the track, right? Now, completely different since I haven't been in a dirt car to understand how do you compete, right? That's what I've been looking at. And then I was watching the race at the Grove, uh, and it's it looks so smooth, right? It oh, yeah. just looks amazing. I thought, wow, that looks like fun. I just want to get out there, you know? And I'm just watching it on YouTube and thinking, oh, that looks amazing. Well, and Williams Grove is one of the most unique tracks, obviously, because of the bridge over the backstretch that yep. leads into the infield. But it's it's Martinsville. Mm-hmm. It's a horseshoe. Oh, it's, oh, it or a horseshoe. It's, too, it's, it's yeah. a paperclip. Yeah. And, and it's super fast. Yeah. And there's hardly any banking. Okay. And that's what's so crazy is you've got a track like Eagle that's got 22 degrees of banking in the yep. corners. And then you got a track like Knoxville or Williams, Williams Grove, Grove. Mm-hmm. that have five degrees of banking. And th- the turns 
Knoxville's wider. The turns, the track's a little bit wider, and the turns are a lot longer. It's mm-hmm. not as much of a paperclip. Right. But man, Williams Grove is tight. It was it was cool though. I was watching all the passing, you know, just to see how much passing. And I don't know if some tracks. I assume some tracks you can pass better on some than others. Just like you know, on the asphalt, it's the same kind of a thing, right? Some just lend themselves. You have a longer straight, you can get fast, or you know, a nicer corner where you can get around. But it was fun to watch the the passing, and I was like, oh, I really want to get in a car now. So yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Let's hope nobody gives me one. Yeah, we'll we'll have to make sure we. <laughs> We get something like that figured out. Um, it, it's one, two from the standpoint of the way the guys race. And we were talking about sprint cars. I don't know enough about modifieds and stock cars because uh, I never was around them racing. I announced and I called all those classes. And yeah, I may have, you know, put a helmet on and jumped in a couple and hot lapped a few of them. But I don't know the setup of the car. I've right. been on a pit crew. I've built uh, a car from a frame to putting a motor in it to a rear end to the front end and hooking everything up. I know what goes into that. And a sprint car literally has one gear. Yeah. And it's whatever <laughs> you put in the rear end. Yep. And at Eagle, the guys are running 6, 612, 620 gear ratio. Uh, pretty high-end stuff. I mean, that's, yes. that's something that's going to rev the motor. You're going to be up into that yes. you know, 8,800 RPM. But it's literally one gear. There's no shifting. Which I think is appealing, you know, because when you're driving, you want to focus on driving. Right? When you have to shift gears, it's a whole other thing. Of course, it's, you know, part of part of the strategy to win as well. But, you know, it's, it's to me a little bit like go-karts or something where you've just got your foot flat out and, and what you're focusing on is driving and trying to win. So, I, you know, I don't know that I have one preferred versus another, but it's just more to think about. Well, and it's interesting on the setup of the sprint car. You're going to wind up, if you want to run low, you're going to have a higher gear ratio. If you want to run high, you're going to have a lower gear ratio because you want to be able to carry the speed. Yep. Now, you're going further, but you're going faster. Yep. Unless you're on the bottom and you're going slower, but you're not going slower because you're going faster because you can accelerate better. <laughs> exactly. And it was funny, as we were watching the racing uh, a week ago out at Eagle, the bottom of two, a lot of nights, not all nights, but a lot of nights, the bottom of two is always gold. Yep. For some reason, there's always moisture there. Just like there's always a hole in turn one, there's always <laughs> moisture at the bottom of one and two, it seems like. And and it, we, we saw a good night of racing. By the time the A feature came around, it was mainly a bottom-dominant track. Although Trevor Grossenbacher, he just said, you know what, I'm sailing around the top. He did and worked his way up to third. Uh, couldn't quite catch the winners that night. But uh, it, it's so interesting the way you have to pick the lanes. And it's all based on how you set your car up if you're going to run a sprint. And and do they only get like a parade lap, you know, first lap around to see the condition of the track? Or do they have people going out to check out the track to tell them, you know, if it's gold in the bottom? It, or it's, it's it, A lot of it is top. just going to be during intermission. You'll see a ton of racers that will mm-hmm. go down. They walk uh, it. They'll walk it. Yep. They, some of them will go down and, and ride a quad or the mm-hmm. little mini motorcycles. And, and they're going so around they're and they're, they're literally yeah. looking I mean, for. That's what I'm used to doing. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You're looking to see where is the you moisture are. at. Yeah. Um, with all the number of laps that a lot of these guys that have been racing locally have around Eagle Raceway, they also know the track looks like this right now at intermission. And I know last year in July, the temperature was about the same, et cetera. You know what I mean? They, th- right. That's all filed away in the memory bank. Being an analytics guy and a numbers guy, um, I'm one that will like, I, I want to take stats. And part of the stats that I take are weather related. Mm-hmm. Sure. I want to know what the conditions were when the track was the way it was sure. and why did we set you know what what did we set the car up like? Sure. And then when we go back through our notebook, we can sit there and go, "Oh, the last time we used this setup of the track was in these conditions. 
it was 30 degrees cooler than it is tonight. Right. It's the same with asphalt, too, right? It's a lot about oh. the temperature and then the tires, right? And, the, you know, then you have different tires you're trying, which I assume you're doing the same thing in dirt track, right? Just trying to fig- figure out which ones are sticking better. So, yeah, a lot of components going into thinking of the strategy of how to win. One of the big things that happens both in, in pavement racing and cup and Formula One, no matter what, and uh, in, in dirt track and no matter the series, is driver changes. But they happen a lot more often in dirt track, especially sprint cars and high-end sprint cars, World of Outlaws, All-Star Circuit of Champions, um, even the the NARC series out in uh, Northern California, uh, some big heavy hitters that are out there. But there's car changes, that driver changes that will happen. Buddy Kofoid, who is a two-time USAC midget champion, national champion, Mm -hmm. uh, came to a, a mutual agreement with CMS Racing, and they parted ways this last week. Now, super, super talented. Uh, picked up a win. He won the inaugural High Limit Series race last year in August. And then he won earlier this year at the Talladega Short Track. Car owner Leighton Crouch didn't waste any time. It was like, I mean, something was coming. Yeah. But Corey Eliason, who's had some success, he's won races with the All-Stars. He's won races with the Outlaws in the past. He's named as the replacement. Kofoid winds up jumping into Dennis and Teresa Roth's 83 junior now the 83 was in the news with james mcfadden because he was doctoring tires a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. they both wound up skipping what would have been racing at williams grove which would have been the first race that mcfadden could have raced after a suspension instead they pull all the way to the west coast and kofoid in the 83 junior and james mcfadden in the 83 and kofoid finished sixth on friday and then had a DNF. He started third right alongside McFadden, by the mm-hmm. way, in the A feature on Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, had some problems in it and got a DNF, I think, credited with 24th position. But from the standpoint of driver changes with Formula One, with NASCAR, it is so rare to ever see a mid-season. Oh, mid-season, definitely. Uh, no. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I mean, it happens. Obviously, with injuries, it happens, uh, you know, frequently. But sure. no, for, for you know, a change in direction, which I think is what was referred to in this one. Pretty um, much. Yeah, not normally in the middle of a season. There's just too much invested. Of course, you're talking Formula One NASCAR, right? Big-time money that's been invested in contracts that people have signed. You know, you've done a lot to set up and work with them. But I'm, I'm trying to think if I can remember one where we changed mid-season, but nothing comes to mind. That's what I mean. That's what's so unusual. I think back a couple of years ago, and, and there's some brothers, the McFadden brothers, James uh, or sorry, Madsen brothers. There's Ian Madsen, and he was driving the the 18 car with the World of Outlaws, and he was having some success. His brother Kerry uh, has been in and out of rides all through World of Outlaws, and he's raced locally with Knoxville for a few years. Whatever they're from Australia, but Ian is doing an okay job, and I think he even picked up a win in the 18 car with World of Outlaws two years ago. And midweek on a Wednesday, all of a sudden, he's out of a ride. And they named this 19-year-old, I think at the time, Geo Selzy. And myself and some others that follow the sport were just like, okay, well, that was stupid. Right. <laughs> like, what are you I thinking? mean, here's this young kid that's out of California. Right. And granted, he's had a little bit of success. But really, yeah. you're going to dump Ian Madsen for him. Lo and behold, we're here about two years later. And Gio Selzy, uh, by the way, won the $50,000 to win high limit race down at Lakeside earlier this year and has picked up five or six World of Outlaw wins. Yeah, it's and, amazing. You know, I, it's, it, he's super consistent, too. I don't know enough about the series, but, you know, uh, I guess there's something when you're running a business, which all these races, race teams are, right? You're just running a business that if you know it's not working, right, it's it's a higher, slow and fire fast kind of a thing. So, you know, if it's not working and you can get out of it 
there's some truth to that, perhaps, you know, and so maybe in these in these uh, smaller series relative to the big ones I'm thinking about, right, that it's more flexible to do that. So, you know, good on you if you're making a decision like that and you're able to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something I like I want to talk to some of the local guys because there are car owners and drivers that are here uh, that race locally. And one of them and, and I talked to him, he's going to come on. He's not because I think he's up at Houston's Racing, uh, their weekly show, uh, their weekly Sunday night show up in Sioux Falls. But Stewie Snyder. Uh, great young man talented racer and uh he is going to jump on and that's one of those questions i want to ask him because i know that he's driven for people mm-hmm. and he's got his own car and and what the dichotomy is like and I, I i was able to help a good friend of mine out we had him on last week ty jensen when he raced for ivan tracy mm-hmm. and it was such a different field than when i was helping out regan kitchen who at the time owned his own car and and because you're you know how you how the decisions get made on what happens with the car it's different when you've got a car owner that's kind of the crew chief and you've got a driver that oh, likes definitely. his own style. And, right. Well, uh, you asked me last week about NASCAR when I was sitting in the pit box, whether yeah. the driver and the crew chief, you know, don't agree on, on fuel or tires or something like that, you know, and at, at that point they, they're very dependent on their crew chiefs. But when you think about someone saying, Hey, the team's going in a different direction, you're thinking about, well, what is that? Are they not giving me enough marketing and airplay? Cause sometimes, you know, these personalities want a lot of uh, um, publicity or is it, they wouldn't set up the car they wanted to or wouldn't invest or wouldn't let them run in the races they wanted to you know I don't know what those kinds of debates are in, in this in these cases but there's a lot to go on and there has to be synergy between the, the owners and, and and the drivers otherwise it doesn't work it absolutely has got to be synergy between the owners and drivers and the crew chief and it's 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 insane one of the fun things about watching NASCAR and if you get the opportunity to ever go down to Kansas Speedway being able to go to the little fan zone that kind of gets you close to the pits to be able to see oh everything gosh, yes. that goes on it is absolutely Absolutely insane to see the literally you've got right now 36 teams used to be 43, but, you know, 36 teams that are out there right now and they just do everything in unison. I mean, the Rockettes are jealous of yeah. NASCAR pit crew teams yeah. and it's, Formula One pit crew teams because they're well, so good. So much training and, uh, you know, so much like the workout room. When I was at Stuart Haas, you go into, they have a full gym at Stuart Haas, you know, and then the guys are lifting weights and you can see the gym equipment. They have their routine. You see all the things that they're they're doing to test their car. You know, it's, it's quite a routine because they can't afford to mess up not one second, right? As you know, those pit stops are timed down to the absolute second. So it, it's and something very coveted uh, to be on those crews. Absolutely. Now, the one thing that I have always wondered is what kind of a pit crew do the Sports Car Club of America people have? And I just happen to know that the gentleman standing behind you in the production room is going to have the answer to that question, plus a lot more. When we come back here on the finish line, we're going to talk some Sports Car Club of America racing right here on 93.7 The Ticket.